Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and I'm ready to rage. And I know my main man, the raging redhead, Cam Stewart's already ready to bring it, a.k.a. Ronnie Ruggs. Uh, Cam sweating more than O.J. Simpson was, and O.J. was on trial for killing two people. What's going on, Cam? <laughs> Great intro, buddy. You're right, man. I'm like Niagara Falls. Got the sweats going. Need a new phone. It's just one of those ga- days, Marenzi, you know, everything's broken. Nothing works. People are like making my life difficult instead of easy. Shut up! And to Puccio, poor Puccio. I think Puccio gets rattled easily, too. I like Puccio. He's a good guy. He deals with us. Uh, you notice Puccio was very quiet before the show today. Yeah, I come is. on, and it's just a flurry of F-bombs right before the show starts. F and this, son of a this. I hear camp. I hear camp. I need a new phone. Phones aren't cheap anymore. This sucks. I'm going to snap soon. And then... Cam looks up and he sees me having a drink of a oh. nice ice cold Pepsi. And, and oh, that's a nice one. A king, that's a super king can. It looks even bigger than the king can. Nice. It is. It's a big boy. <laughs> it's like the Drake's on Seinfeld. It's a big boy. Yeah, it's the big boy. And uh, uh, you know what? I I used to try not to crush uh, Pepsis uh, like this in the middle of the day. Yeah. Uh, but I was thirsty. I saw it in my fridge, and you know what? I was ready to snap and. It actually calmed me down, so I want I, to thank Pepsi Corp for uh, calming uh, calming my uh, my nerves a little bit before the show I, started. And I'd like to thank Coca-Cola. I've already crushed two cans before the show today, Gabe. I'm working on number three uh, when we can have a break. Yeah, we don't discriminate <laughs> against soda. No, we don't. We told you, Pepsi, Coke, we love them both. Me, me and Marenzi, we know I crushed we know a big soda. bottle of Sierra Mist the other night. Yeah, Sierra Mist is better for vodka. I don't like that. Uh, I'm not a big Sierra Mist guy. I got to be honest with you. Good, good, good in uh, mixed drinks. Listen, you live in New York. You get used to drinking Sierra Mist. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you order a Sprite at the Meadowlands, yeah. and they, a Polish they, Polish lady tells you Sierra Mist. And I don't know what it is. There's something hostile about it. Yeah. Like, you know, like in Buffalo, Cam asked for a Sprite before. But he tells him, Sierra missed, a-hole. Yeah. And, and same thing, like, you order a Sprite at the Meadowlands, they get angry. They're like, Sierra missed. <laughs> that was the best. Hey, can I get a 7-Up or a Sprite? Sierra missed, a-hole. Yeah, exactly. It's like, he's like, what? I, you're right. Like, what did 7-Up Corporation or, 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 or Sprite do to Sierra it like, It's like the, the Hatfields and the McCoys. No, no. There of, must be... There must be some like old story somewhere about how Sprite pissed off the book or something. Maybe and they're like, you know what? We're gonna create this Sierra Mist up. There's another thing I never knew about either. Uh, instead of Dr. Pepper, Fib. Oh yeah, Fib and Pib. Wasn't it Mr. Pib? Yeah, Is Mr. Pib or Fib or yeah, something I, like that. I, it's, know. It's I know it's throwing up in a Dr. Pepper. All right, so another thing that's got me. Uh, it's one thing that got me uh, worked up is all this baseball talk. Yeah. Um, the the Major League Baseball owners plan. And, uh, ooh, the proposed plan. They're going to start in all the home stadiums on July 4th. They're going to play 82 games. Um, one thing that I noticed about this that people aren't really bringing up, for some reason, they're going to have 14 playoff teams instead of 10 playoff teams because it makes sense that in the middle of a pandemic, you'll add more teams, right? And you add more playoff games because that makes just perfect sense uh, as well uh, because they want to try to make up more money. 
uh, after the fact. The whole thing just started to enrage me, uh, actually. Uh, but we've got the UFC uh, coming up uh, here. The UFC's uh, ready to go. Uh, main card still a couple of hours away. We're going to focus in on the main card tomorrow. We're going to get it at golf. We're going to get it at NASCAR. But we'll be USC heavy, at least for the first hour on the program uh, today. As we welcome everybody listening on SB Nation Radio, Game Time Decisions begins. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down with the raging redhead. Cam Stewart, uh, the UFC is back. They threw it down on Saturday night. The numbers are in. Uh, we'll get to those numbers a little bit uh, later on. But it's all about the other numbers, um, otherwise known as the lines, uh, so to speak, uh, for the UFC. Uh, fight night. We went five and four. On Saturday night, uh, we look to uh, we look to cash some tickets at tonight. Cam, it's great to have the UFC back. What's going on? It's going to be tough tonight. Uh, this card's basically it's like going on stage after Led Zeppelin or somebody, right, Gabe? Uh, you're a big Judas Priest guy, like a big band. They slay it. What do you What are these guys going to do for an encore? It's tough. You're the band sitting there going, man, oh my God, these guys played the concert of their lives. We better do something here. It's going to be interesting. But you know what? We can't expect it to be as good as the card that we had on Saturday. But Hey, maybe there's some fireworks, and I know you got a boatload and portfolio full of bets. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's the one good thing about the UFC. You often, you'll, it's often the cards that you don't think are going to blow you away that end up uh, blowing you away. You never yep. know. That's the beautiful thing about the UFC. And, you know, say what you will, and people say a lot of things about uh, Dana White and the UFC, but they do deliver entertainment. Like, it's, it's very, you know, I'm not saying every, listen, that card was awesome the other night, right? Yeah. That card was awesome, and it is going to be tough to top. Uh, but as we were talking about, I'm telling you, man, Alexander Hernandez and Drew Dober, these guys are going to throw it down, Ken. Those guys are going to throw it down. That's going to be an entertaining fight. Anthony Smith, the guy's always in wars, bro. He's like a come-from-behind type of fighter. Glover Teixeira is as tough as they come. So, you know, that's going to be a, that's going to be a battle. Uh, don't be surprised if there's blood spilt uh, in that fight. OSP and Ben Rothwell. I'm hoping it's boring as hell because I'm betting. Uh, <laughs> I'm betting this fight to go the distance. I hope it sucks, Cam. I hope it's boring and a snooze yep. fest. Lots of hugging. Yeah, tick, 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 tick. Hey, that's one thing about your boy Smith Morenzi. Uh, he likes to go the distance, even with night prowlers who break into his yeah. house on, on meth. He went the distance with the prowlers, so I gotta believe it's gonna go, it's gonna go pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, Anthony distance. Uh, he went the distance. Went to the judge's scorecard, aka the police. Uh, after after a guy rolled in, he was on like some Walter White Breaking Bad stuff or something like that. You know what the best part was? The, the guy didn't even go to jail. They detained him and let him go on a, on a, like a promise to appear in court. What? Like, yeah, I, I'd feel real good about that after the fact. What a breaking and entering the guy got <laughs> Wow. He did it to like a couple other houses. Yeah, I don't know. Like the sheriff of the, the county in Nebraska must be like, uh, you know, his uncle or something like that. Because, yeah, I, I don't know. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabriel Moranzi. Get on the grid. I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. We'll talk baseball. We'll talk some other stuff a little bit uh, later on. Uh, the baseball stuff just sort of angers me, actually, uh, because I know the game that the owners are playing right now. Yeah. And any proposal that you tell 
the media about first isn't a real proposal. No, it's not. Like it's that, not that's a, not a proposal. That's like that's like a PR. It's a PR game that you are playing. And quite frankly, I see right through it. And Tony Clark sees right through it. And yeah, and 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 the article that you sent me today, great article. Sean Doolittle should be the representative of everybody. Man, that guy's smart. Also, the guy took in Syrian refugees. He's dealt with stuff. A humanitarian. He talked about it. The umpires. The average age is almost 50. These guys are old. We talk about this, all the other things, man. I'm telling you, I can't believe the NBA is actually, oh, let's cancel the NBA season. We've almost finished the damn season. If anybody's going to cancel the season, it should be Major League Baseball. Well, what's interesting, though, is that Major League Baseball, now listen, they could play. They could. They, they could play. But the problem is they can't play without a real health plan, and they don't have that. No. They just sort of throw this out there to put pressures on, put pressure on the players to accept this, to have the public turn against them before they even sit down and actually uh, negotiate. You know, it's you know, oh July fourth. What a coincidence they picked July fourth yeah. uh, as well uh, to start the season. I just wonder. So I wonder is Major League Baseball. So of you owners, you've confirmed with uh, with 29 governors or 28 governors and the Prime Minister of Canada. Uh, that you're able to play in these stadiums, that's already set to go? Because last time I checked, that wasn't set to go, right? Like, How about the players? The players haven't agreed to this yet. This is just the proposal. They could say, oh, screw you. We're, we're not, not going to risk into the, We're not even into the monetary aspect, the health aspect. And nobody cares about the health aspect of the players. People are like, oh, suck it up. You see, you know, you see what the attitude is all the time. I work at Target for 15 bucks an hour. Uh, yeah, well, you don't have a 99-mile-an-hour fastball. Because if you did, you wouldn't be working at Target. Okay? So that's the way it works. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, I hate that. I hate that. That's one thing that bothers me. You don't hear me complaining about this. You don't hear me say, Cam, man, it's so unfair, man, that those lawyers that went to Harvard and are a lot big law firms now make so much money. No, they went to Harvard they put and they the work side. in a big law firm now. They do. They can <laughs> so charge you. If I wanted to do that, maybe, you know, I get it. Some people are more privileged. We totally understand that. Uh, but when you get into athletics, people, it's supply and demand, okay? I hate to tell you this, but anybody can work at Target. Not anybody can be a Major League Baseball pitcher. It's a very simple equation here. The yeah. other thing is, if I work for 12 bucks an hour and I saw people, like, ripping in the Doolittle, I work for 15 but I work for 12 bucks an hour and you're complaining about this, see, that's why rich people become rich. So they don't have to work for $12 an hour in the middle of a pandemic. Yep. <laughs> that's that's the point of becoming rich. So you yep. don't have to do things you don't want to do, Ken. That's yep. the whole point of having money. Me and Lisa went to go see the lawyer when we were dealing with the legal stuff. I'm like, hey, can I go get a coffee? Guy's a grin the size of the globe on his face. She's like, you shut up, you idiot. That coffee cost you 500 bucks. It's like 50, 15 minutes for 500. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get it myself. I'll get it myself. Next thing you know, we're sitting there. The guy made $1,500. We're twiddling our thumbs. No, I wish I went to legal school, Gabe. You should have been a lawyer too, or a defense attorney. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been on the other side of, uh, of court cases before. That's That's besides the point. Um, yeah, there's just so much. You know, yeah. now, listen, I, I want baseball to come back as much as anybody, right? I want to start yeah, I, it. I want to start talking about it. But it I just don't understand how, like, if the NBA is thinking we might be able to pull this off in August or September. So the NBA is thinking we might be able to pull this off in August or September, yet 
And they only have 16 teams in five weeks in an enclosed area to pull yep. it off in. And they're saying, we got to chill out. We don't know if we can pull this up. Yet baseball somehow is going to play in every stadium as normal. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, just everything's fine. Like, like, everything's not fine. It might be fine in South Dakota. It's not fine in Illinois right now. We talked about, uh, we talked about our girl Gretchen. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, I don't know. Gretchen. Gretchen, yep. Gretchen doesn't seem like she's ready to have Detroit Tiger baseball uh, in downtown Detroit. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. She doesn't even let you buy lawn fertilizer right now. <laughs> You're not allowed going boating. And it's going, oh, yeah, play ball. And, you know, you want to get into the age stuff of all of this. It's, it is an interesting conversation, actually, that people, people don't think about. Um, I read something, the University of Tennessee, okay, the SEC. We've talked about the SEC and how they're going to play. Like, they, they really, you know, it's going to take, like, a lot for them not to play. And they're trying to figure out how to go about this. And the head of medicine and sports medicine and the head of medicine, the dean of medicine, not just the head, the dean of medicine of the University of Tennessee, he's sort of like the advisor, like, for, for like, the plan. He's coming yep. up with, like, a medical plan uh, right now for the SEC and his recommendations. Now, as he stated, they're just his recommendations. It doesn't mean they're going to listen to everything. He's recommending for universities, no professor over 60 should be anywhere near the campus. No coach over 60 should be anywhere near the campus or, um, or students. They are high risk. Anybody with any um, any other secondary health issues? Stuff, pre, yeah, like preconditions. COPD. Yeah, you can't oh, be high blood pressure, cas uh, cancer survivors, uh, yeah. asthma, you name it, which is pretty much every college basketball coach. Yeah. Now, Roy Williams like has had like two heart attacks on, on the court side in the last few years, Ken. Remember, like he just collapsed once. Yep. Oh, no, I'm okay after. Yeah. Um, a couple of times he's just dropped. Uh, coach K... That guy is already, like, minutes away from a heart attack. You see his vein. Like, he's about to burst that guy at times. Jim Beheim is 75 years old. All right? Syracuse head coach Jim Beheim, 75 years old. He's a cancer survivor. Yep. <laughs> you think he can coach? <laughs> like, yeah. like what, Jim, didn't Jim have that big accident, too, on the road, too? Yeah, I remember. No, he I don't want yeah, like, Dude, the guy's already wetting himself. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're going to roll him out right now with coronavirus? I know. <laughs> no, I'm just calling out for what it is. So, yeah, we're playing college basketball. All right, Roy Williams, you're retired, bro. Bye-bye. Coach yep. K. Coach K is 70, like, Coach K is old. Coach K is, yep. like, 67 years old or something right now. All right? Like, he doesn't look that old. Oh, Bill Bell, uh, Nick Saban, 72. He looks great for 72. All right, does. The Greek <laughs> formula, the hair dye. No, no play for Mr. Great. Uh, no, Saban, Saban's a weird guy. Like, he looks yeah. younger as he gets older. It's true. Yeah, good call, Puccio. Ahmad Rashad, he's another one. Ah, he doesn't great. age, Ahmad like, Rashad. He's 35, he's man. He's going to look up. When he's 100, he's going to look 50. How do you do it, man? How it's like you... Magic Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great part. You Magic Johnson got HIV and looks good. Like, he's 30 years later. He looks better than ever. We're not going to turn this into the conspiracy hour, but I'll tell you something, man. The fact that that guy's alive is shocking in itself. But anyway, that's a story for another day. Yeah, and he looks great. Well, I remember, I remember when he said he'll beat it. I was like, oh, that's going to be pretty tough. And here he yeah. is now. Now, uh, you know, now he's an owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> uh, he was, uh, he'll, 
you know, he'll out-survive. He was there for HIV, he's here for coronavirus. In 2050, magic will be, he'll survive through another sort of, uh, another pandemic or whatever. Uh, You're in a chamber. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever we have uh, right now. But there's just so much, you know, there's so many, um, there's so many hurdles to jump over as far as Major League Baseball is concerned to actually play. And you can play. But you can't just, like, play by automatically, blindly stating, oh, we're going to start July 4th. You notice in their proposal, there's nothing about any health stuff. There's nothing about, well, we're going to do this testing, we're going to do that testing, we're, you know, we have this plan. They don't. They're just sort of pretending, all right, let's play ball now. And we can get into the ages, guys. So you talked about college basketball, college. Uh, so, listen, they might be, they might coach from remote. You know what I mean? Remember, like, when Steve Kerr was, uh, was injured? Yeah. He sort of coached from the press box. He was at the practices, but distant. Yeah. But he couldn't travel. He couldn't be on the sidelines every day. Put him you on a monitor. Yes. But it's, yeah, you know. But it won't be safe for Jim Beheim to be standing courtside. Uh, Major League Baseball umpires, guys. There's 76 full-time Major League Baseball umpires. All right? Over half of them are 55 years or older. Numerous um, are in their 60s. Numerous uh, of them are very large men yes, uh, that, that have had pre-existing conditions. We can get into the managers as well. There's nine managers in Major League Baseball over the age of 60. Or at least there was going into last year, etc. All right, we'll continue the conversation. We'll get into the octagon as well. Bring it. Love that basement, don't you? Oh, it's, uh, you gotta, Gabe, I'm not jealous of too many things, but I just, I love old school basements. Like, they're just so comfortable. It's like comfort food. You know, you come home and you have a nice big roast. It's like beautiful. The house smells good. Walsh's basement, just the fine wooden look. You're right. He's probably got a comfy Archie Bunker chair there. All the old boxing posters. It's a great place to drink from. And when he told me he had taps, I almost lost my mind. I'm like, what a perfect place for an NFL Sunday. If I ever get back uh, to New York City, I think we should hang out in Walsh's uh, dungeon there for a while. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, Mr. Walsh, uh, uh, senior. Walsh, senior. Yes. Yeah, it says we're welcome. It says yeah, yeah, come down. We're like, I said, oh, we can drink. We're gonna uh, we're gonna wipe those taps out. We're gonna wipe <laughs> those taps out when we come. Uh, but yeah, we look forward to it. Hanging out in Queens uh, in the future with the Walshes in, uh, in Bunker's <laughs> basement. Look forward to uh, to that. Um, all right. So we were just talking about the poll question. I was surprised that 49% of people so far said scrap it. And I've been thinking about this as well. And you know. Everybody's in the same position. Yes, it's not the same. It's not the same as going on the road and going through the process of playing the playoffs. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean anything. Two teams can both be tough. Exactly. Yes. Like whoever like went there and actually was the last team standing, you could say, man, we went through the season and a freaking pandemic and just won the championship. Yeah, I'd have a hard time and looking at those guys hosting the trophy, uh, hosting the trophy, uh, trophy after that night, hoisting Excellent the trophy. Point. Something I'm never going to try to say ever again. Uh, <laughs> I have a hard time, like looking at the champions after and then saying, 
Oh, yeah, they're not real champions. Yeah, asterisk, asterisk my ass. I'll tell you one thing. In this, think about it. You want the world to get back to normalcy? Winning with all this negativity in the world? I don't put an asterisk beside it. I still think it's very, very impressive. And another thing, basketball. Yeah, is there an asterisk next to Justin Gaethje's win because exactly. it wasn't fans there? No. Exactly. So shut up, everyone. You know what I mean? And I respect the, the viewers and listeners. But think about this. You want things to get back to normal. Basketball is one thing that can do it. You talk about the balls. What about the three-point competition? Have about 100 different balls. After a few possessions, you switch a new ball. That's not hard to do. They have the idea. Disney World. We have Vegas. Mandalay Bay can build these things. NBA rosters, way less than Major League Baseball and football. There are a lot of positives when you're looking at getting back to normalcy with basketball. And Marenzi, I look at things differently like you. If you win this thing in the pandemic, you still have to go through tons of mental stuff. It's still a tournament. I don't put an asterisk beside anything. It's still going to be a hard trophy to win. Let's give it some love and respect. Yeah, and it's not as though it's like the NCAA tournament. It's single elimination. You're going to go yeah. through a best of three of five and then a bunch of four of sevens after. Yes. Uh, yes. Is it on the road? Game time decisions continues. Get on the grid. Sports grid at Sports Grid. And of course, the loudest station in the nation, SB Nation Radio. I am Renzi from the Down the Raging Reddit. Cam Stewart was fired up. You would think that me and Cam are part of the Major League Baseball Players uh, Association <laughs> and the union. And I tell you what, hey, MLBPA, yeah, I, I, I'm not uh, bashful enough not to take your money after the fact for having your back right now on this. <laughs> if you guys say, hey, man, Amarensi guy's actually one of the only few guys defending us in Canada. Yeah, exactly. Look yeah, we're here. Up. Yeah, look, yeah. look us up. Yeah, we like envelopes. Big fat ones. <laughs> I will say this too, and you saw the details too, Gabe. Like 50 50 split with the owners. Like they're just throwing this stuff out. Like the players are sitting there going, What, what, what are you talking about? Like it, it's not even, it's exactly what you said. It's not real. These are just things that they're throwing. And I'll tell you something we're in middle May right now. There has to be a pre exam. You can't just start. They have to have it. What are they talking? Three, three to four weeks of spring training? Okay, that's going to work. That's in the next month. Thanks. Half the players are Dominican Republic night right now. Exactly. According to their plan, every guy would have to be back, quarantined, tested, and ready to go in six days, Cam. Like, exactly. exactly. Yeah. In a week. Yeah, you got a week. Tick, yeah, tick, you got tick, yeah, tick. two weeks for spring training starting in Florida. Yeah, well, I'm in I'm in Venezuela right now. So what do you want me to tell you? Right? Like airports are closed. What part of this do you get? You know yeah. what? I, I would if I like I said, if I'm in the players uh, union, I'd put it in all clause of contracts. All owners must attend every game and sit in dugout. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure. That's a great say All owners, like yeah, owners, owners must uh, attend games as well. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what I mean? Not now. You guys don't. Like, can't have Jones. Yep, yep, yep. You're not I, sitting on a yacht while we play. Exactly. No, 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 no. You come. And no, 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 no. You come and sit in the dugout with us, too. Yep. You know, Sean Doolittle, and he's getting ripped, of course. Oh, you know, shut up. You're not a doctor and all that type of Doolittle's stuff. Doolittle's amazing. He raised a lot of good points, and this is this is a serious point, guys, as far, far as health issues concerned. Survivors of coronavirus, even younger survivors, millennials in their 20s, et cetera, um, a lot of them have severe long-term lung damage after the fact. Yep. Like, it just, and, like, it sticks in your lungs, and it, they, the doctors tell you point blank, listen, You've got lung issues now, like for the yeah. rest of your life. Like exactly, your lungs are deteriorated. You've deteriorated lungs now capacity because of the virus. Not something that is particularly good for an athlete. And Doolittle brought it up. Then you know it's funny, but that wasn't in, in, in the owner's proposal either. 
Um, oh, yeah, so what happens if one of us gets coronavirus and we do have permanent lung damage or permanent injury yeah. and don't play? Uh, who's responsible for that? Like, who's going to be, who's going to compensate? Like, where's, where's the compensation? And, you know, and you see Congress can, they're, they're trying to pass a law and they're going to do it, that you can't sue anybody if you get coronavirus. See, that's a problem. See, the they want to open up business, but they want to, so if you go to the mall or you go to a game, you go anywhere, essentially, you can't say, oh, I got coronavirus at your, at your event. And, you know, so who's going to cover this for the players? And you brought it up, like, the 50-50 stuff that's so out of left field. Like, it doesn't exist. They don't. They're not partners. Exactly. As we talked about, like Andrew Miller said, if they sell more tickets, we don't get more money. It's not the way that it works. They have the camp. They have a collective bargaining agreement. The yep. deal said we take 75% less, and then we get paid prorated for games that we play. <laughs> There's nowhere in the deal it says... Oh, yeah, we scrap that contract <laughs> and, and then go into a 50-50 proposal with a bunch of people that we don't like and don't trust. That's, uh, no, you're, you're, you're bang on today, buddy. That Pepsi really fueled your rage, and uh, it's, it's got you, you're cooking on all burners right now. I agree, too, man. My dad worked in an oil refinery. If you're not dead, he's got COPD, right? You don't think this stuff, you talk about it. All the existing things that happen afterwards, these are the things that people don't even know about it. You get that, you're never going to be the same person. Why the hell would you risk your life, and if you have kids, to be sick like that permanently? You could die or be in a situation the rest of your life in ill health. No, thank you. There's no, ways, listen, there's ways to do it safely, but, yes, but it's it hard. takes time. Yes, a it lot of time. It takes time to do, it right? Does. It took Korea like six weeks, and plus Korea attacked the virus better. Yes. See, there's still hot spots. That's what I understand. And I'll go back to this. For anybody tuning in now, you're thinking, oh, you guys, you guys hate baseball. You don't, you don't want baseball oh, back. No. no. Me and Cam both said the same thing. Your best freaking idea was the Florida-Arizona idea. That was the best idea. Continue the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League. Make it regular season games. The players, even then, I would say, guys, you can't pitch. You go there every year anyways. You already exactly. live there. You're, you already have places there. Shut up. You know what I mean? Your family can stay there with you. You can play. You'll all be isolated. Uh, you're not even quarantined, but you just stay in Little Clearwater and Brandon, et cetera, and the, the, you know, St. Luke, Port St. Lucia, whatever. That's not the end of the world. Like, this stadium idea is just a stupid idea. It right? is. It's just a stupid hey, idea. It doesn't make sense. No, it makes no sense. New York, California, you kidding me? Like, no, it does make, it makes no sense. I know, we were with you. Like, out of the 15 proposals that these guys have thrown together, the Cactus League one was the only one that made sense. And I don't understand how people can't see it the way we're seeing it. It's perfect. The, situ the way the divisions were aligned, it was actually a damn good idea. And instead, if they just took that idea... How long ago was that, Gabe? Three weeks ago? Four weeks yeah. ago? We could actually be working on something right exactly. now. Think about that. If they would have just stockpiled the test and told everyone, all right, everybody get back to your spring training facilities. Yes. Wait this out. We're going to have a plan in a couple of weeks. Instead, oh, they leaked their plan to Jeff Passan from ESPN. Yeah. Right, and, you know, they put the players behind an eight baller. And whatever, people are always going to take the side of the billionaire over the millionaire for some reason. They, people don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe the players are more known than the owners are. But it's like, guys, another thing is, too, I'm tired of hearing about the owners crying about how much money they're losing. Exactly. You're not losing money. You're just not making as much as you always do. It's a big difference, Cap. But yeah. that's the way rich people look at things. They I all, know. You're like, right. You know what I mean? You'll see a company. We see it, in, 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 you see it all the time. Uh, like a company, 
All right, we uh, we made 6% less money this year, so let's fire 700 people, like big corporations. Exactly. Right, like, they're not, they don't lose money, they don't make as much sometimes, and it bothers them, right? Like, the owners can say, all right, guys, this is just a year where we're not gonna make any money, but let's get out of this breaking even and get back on the field and pull this yeah. off. And it's not the player's fault if the owners have, we talked about this, a company that's failing, restaurants that nobody's going to right now, and all the other things that they well, do. that's a what, good point. What do, what do rich people want to do? Oh, I got, I got my hands in 15 pies. Well, that's not my problem. You decided to buy those companies. Deal with it, man. That's not the player's fault. That's your fault. You did it. You suffer the consequences. Hey, when we lose our job, we got to figure it out, man. Like, that's sort the of thing you said. You bring up a great point about these guys. Like, the greed is insane to me. They're still making money. Like, I'm with you, man. I just, I, the whole thing pisses me off. And you bring up a great point about it. I, you know what? I, I don't understand why people don't follow the players more than the ownership. They're the guys actually playing the damn game. Without the players, and, there's no game. And, you know, we're going back a little ways right now. But... I don't recall the owners being worried about the good for uh, of America and the national pastime and to bring the country together yep. in 1994 when they shut things down. Exactly. There was no World Series. No. I, don't, I don't remember calling them panicking about all the money they were losing. Mm. You know what I mean? It's funny. Like, it's all just about them. That That's what it is. It's about the owners. It's a good point that you raised. A lot of these owners have their other own financial issues. Uh, going on right now. So they want to get baseball back. It's very political now as well. There's no coincidence they said, oh, the 4th of July, right? And then also, I guarantee you, they didn't get clearance from all the governors. I guarantee you they didn't. And they're just, so this way, then after, it'll just sort of become political on the governors. Well, you know, we want to play, but Gretchen, you know, it's, it's speak to your governor, right? And then they put political pressure on people. It's so obvious that Major League Baseball is just playing games. They don't really have good intentions of trying to come back, right? If you want to come back, put a plan together as opposed to just trying to play games in the media uh, like they're doing. Um, all right, we can go on and on about that, getting yeah. fired up. It upsets me. And like I said, the 1994 thing upsets me uh, because I'm a diehard Montreal Expo fan and they got freaking screwed hard uh, then. Uh, but this is something that's interesting, actually, Kev. I wanted to bring this up earlier in the week uh, with baseball betting. So with the unknown right now, you can actually bet baseball futures. Yep, I already have. <laughs> you can bet baseball futures, but they're not win totals. They're win percentages. Interesting. No, I winning, got... wow. winning, winning percentages. Over under. So they, yeah, they don't know how many games. They don't know how many games are going to be played. Good idea. Uh, exactly. So Great instead idea. of saying, all right, how many, um, uh, how, how many, you know, how many games are going to play? It's the winning percentage. I love it. So uh, so basically, the Arizona Diamondbacks, will they win over or under 52% of their games? I'm going to say over. The Braves, 56. Kind of like that over 56. Yeah, I kind of do too. 56, they should get there. Yeah, yeah. this where this where we have to start crunching the numbers a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> How about this, the Detroit Tigers? 35.5%. I'm going to have to say under. They are horrible. I, I know in baseball, remember the old rule? Hey, every even the loser team wins 60 games. They used to say that, know. but I don't know. Detroit's pretty damn bad. So is Pittsburgh. Man, the Angels over 52.5%, I like. I do, too. If, if they play, the Angels will go over 52.5%. At least 75 games must be played for bets to stand, at least in this, in this format. 
uh, right now over at uh, FanDuel. So, um, listen, man, I don't think it's crazy. And I hate to admit it, I brought it up uh, on yesterday's program. It even bothered me hours later. I was like, I can't believe that I referenced David Sampson and I agreed with him. But uh, David Sampson, who, you know, was the former president of the Expos and the Marlins, and um, he wrote an article for CBS Sports the, the other day, and he speaks to owners, et cetera, and he's still in the loop. And uh, he said, this July stuff is unrealistic, but this is what you got to do, and you can do this in August. And basically, like, even he, and I don't like the guy, but even he was saying, come on, it's going to take a little while to get this thing going if you're going to do it right and actually pull it off. Um, so let, let's get into the octagon, though. Forget about the hypotheticals. The hypotheticals just driving us crazy yep. uh, today, as you can see. Uh, we're, uh, we're spirited. We're, 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 uh, we're fired up uh, today on the program. And uh, we'll get into the octagon. We'll get into some UFC trends and some numbers. I guess let's just uh, jump into our best bets though, right now. Uh, the main card is still a couple hours away, but I know people are going to want to start clicking and firing away, so let's uh, get into the octagon. As Bruce Buffer would say, it's time. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation. Shout out to everybody watching this on Pluto TV, Zumo TV, Stir TV, or whatever uh, platform or device you are tuning in on uh, right now. I am a Renzi. Uh, so uh, we're off and running in Jacksonville right now, but we got a bunch of best bets uh, for you for the main card. A couple of prelim uh, bets as well. So let's jump uh, right in. Um, Anthony Smith, minus 180. Um, right now against Glover Teixeira, two uh, two veterans, two guys that have been around the sport uh, for a while, although one guy is nine years older, and that's Glover Teixeira, nine years older. They're both uh, four and one in their last uh, five fights. The one loss for Anthony Smith, though, uh, Cam, in his, uh, his last five fights uh, was to uh, John Jones. So, you know, there's something yeah. about Anthony Smith. He's just a resilient dude. He's not really great at anything. He doesn't, like, you know, he doesn't really intimidate anybody, uh, but he's very resilient. He finds a way to, to, to he's an awkward fighter. He finds a way to, to rack up points. He can, he's got a great chin. He can take a shot uh, as well. He, you know, he had a problem with that before in the past, actually, which is weird. Like, he'd been stopped a bunch of times before, but now suddenly, like, he's getting into these bloody wars and he's outlasting guys. Uh, so right now... He comes in minus uh, 180. Five of his last uh, seven uh, wins have come via uh, KO or TKO. Um, he hasn't won by unanimous decision in 10 fights uh, going back to uh, February of 2016, which is a little bit uh, surprising uh, to me. You know, something that catches my eye here as far as the trends of this, Ken. Glover Teixeira, 40 years old. You know, he's fought for a championship before. Sort of known before as one of the better fighters that wasn't in the UFC. He got to the UFC a little later in his career. And he started off 5-0 in the UFC. But he hasn't won four straight, uh, four straight fights since then. So he hasn't won four straight fights since uh, 2013. Yeah, you're, it's a, you're, it's asking him to, yeah, you're asking him to, you know, now he's got to win four in a row. It's pretty tough. 
Maybe Anthony Smith would rather fight Teixeira than the, the guy who broke into his house. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think you like the over in this fight, but think about it. Younger man, I wouldn't worry about a couple years, maybe even five, but once you start talking nine years, that's almost a decade. Think about the wear and tear uh, and the beats that you've taken. Teixeira's been in wars too. Gabby's been around for so long. This is Smith's time. I don't like the 180. I'm, I'm going to try to find something to parlay it with or find a way to turn it into plus money or lure, lower the juice. But Smith should be able to take care of business in this fight. It's tough, though, when you go up against a wily veteran, but I think Smith's the play right here. Yeah, it's interesting. You bring up the total. The total is uh, two and a half. Two and a half uh, rounds, minus 110 at FanDuel. Uh, right now, I do think this this is going to be a longer fight. I'd be surprised. I, I would be surprised um, if if it wasn't a longer fight. If you look, uh, so he went, uh, he beat Gustafson with a rear na naked choke in the fourth round, two minutes and 38 seconds in the fourth round. Gustafson's a really tough guy. Uh, you know, one of the toughest fighters ever in the UFC, actually. He went a full 25 minutes with John Jones. So, you know, is Glover Teixeira going to submit him? Is Glover, I don't think Glover Teixeira is knocking him out. So Glover Teixeira is, is very good at sort of wearing you out. And then he'll fall on. He's got good ground game, uh, Teixeira. He's a good boxer and he's good on the ground. He's very well-rounded, Teixeira. He's a great fighter. He's a great fighter. I'm a big fan of his and I bet on him often. People have sort of thought that he's been done for years, Cam. And he's on a 3-0 and run right now. He's not done. He's not done. And this is one of these deals... I don't like the number at minus 180, but I think Smith is the right side to be on. Um, so uh, he beat uh, Ozdemir in the third round, four minutes, 26 seconds of the uh, of the third round. So that's that's uh, overs in a row right there. When you look at Glover Teixeira as far as his over-unders and uh, the duration of his fights uh, recently, uh, he went to decision against uh, Nikita Krylov. So that went 15 minutes. He went 337 in the second round. Um, so that would get us there against uh, Kudabella. And uh, he actually fought a guy that's on the card here, uh, Carl Robertson, uh, on this card. He choked him out, actually, in the first round. But I'm going to go over two and a half here, Ken. I'm going to take Anthony, Anthony Smith. I'm going to go over two and a half rounds in this fight. Yeah, I think this can, this fight can go uh, pretty deep, Gabe. Another thing, too, you know, I don't really follow trends. Look at the trends with Ferguson. The guy hadn't lost in, like, uh, how many years? What was it, since 2012? And yeah. he lost. So, you know, sometimes you got to take uh, trends with a, a little bit of caution. But, you know, Teixeira hasn't won four straight fights uh, in a long time. He opened up at 5-0 and from May 26, 2012 to September 4th. But that's asking a lot. You're also getting a, a younger fighter that's improving in his game. I don't like the juice either. I think the, a, a better number would be around 50 cents, not 80. But I, I, I'm taking Smith, and I'm going to ride your wave with the over. You know, something I find interesting about uh, Ben Rothwell and OSP, actually, and I'm rolling the dice cab. I did a video for FanDuel earlier in the week. I gave a six-pack of picks, and I gave this fight to go the distance at plus 156. Now, I don't know, man. Right now, even as I say this out loud, I almost get the feeling that I'm going to be right there. It's going to be like, oh, my God, one minute away, and then, boom, someone's going to get knocked out. Could happen, yeah. Um, as opposed to going over the two and a half. Uh, but, you know, when I made the, at the time, they didn't have over-under rounds. They just had, would the fight go the distance? But a lot of people are leaning into Ben Rothwell right now in this fight. OSP's minus 146. I don't know, man. You look at Ben Rothwell, uh, one and three over his last four fights, three straight unanimous decision losses. And how about this? And I think this fight goes the distance. And Ben Rothwell, 0-4 in the last four times the fight has gone the distance. 
It's one of these classic deals. Rothwell's going to have to knock out OSP to win this fight. And so it's a classic. Is he going to be able to stop him? OSP is good at choking you out, too. He's got this, like, shoulder thing that he does to you. But it's very primitive. And he does it against inferior people. Ben Rothwell's not great, but he's seen everything, Cam. All right? He's been around a long time, right? So, like I said, I think it's kind of a prodding fight that has a good chance of going the distance. And I'm going to bet it to go the distance at plus 156. Uh, but I like to see that Ben Rothwell is 0-4 the last four times that his fights have gone the distance. So, in other words, unless he stops you, he's not winning. And listen to this one. Only one of uh, OSP's uh, previous eight fights have ended up going the distance. So something's got to give. You're going against the grain with the with the overpick. I'm just going to take Ben Rothwell. Uh, Gabe, it's just one of those things. I just I just think he's a little bit better. OSP, too. Like, last 11 fights. Five and six. It's very, it's very pedestrian. He's you an average it. fighter. Yes, he is. And he beats average people. I think Ben Rothwell, as a dog, is worth taking. If I think this line could be kind of a pick and I'm getting 40 cents, that's good enough for me. I think Ben Rothwell gets it done. And, and I think he, he's going to win this fight. I'm not sure how it's going to end. I hope you hit uh, your uh, total there at the end. But I don't like that uh, four, 0 for 4 when it goes to the points. But I still think Rothwell's the play. And I love the, price, the plus price. I got to take Ben Rothwell. Oh, this fight bothers me. <laughs> it's does. a tough fight. It's a tough uh, fight. They, yeah, they're both, like, they're both so frustrating. Yes. <laughs> like, they really are. Like, no, no, like, Ben Rothwell's one guy I have not had a lot of success with. Like, whenever I take him, it's like, he, you know, once I took him and he broke his hand, like, 30 seconds into the fight or something. <laughs> I'm like, freaking Rothwell. <laughs> like, and then there's been a couple of times I bet against him and the good Rothwell shows up. Like, that's the thing with Roth. Like, that's that's a good way to put it in this, Kev. There's a good Ben Rothwell, and there's a bad Ben Rothwell. Yes. Like, there's two of them. Like, you know, sometimes he's lethargic. Sometimes he's like, oh, man, this guy's a pretty powerful dude, right? He's, you know, he's, he just comes at you. OSP is very consistent. He's just sort of okay. Average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's consistent in who he is. Like, that's you true. know what you're going to get from OSP. You know what I mean? He's going to try to take you down. He's a good athlete. He was a football player at Tennessee Volunteers. You know what you're going to get from him. You don't really know what you're going to get from Rothwell. That's my uh, issue with betting on uh, well, Ben Rothwell. That's why he's a dog, right? So, you know what I mean? You don't have to lay juice if, ba if bad Ben shows up. But I'm predicting good Ben shows up. And you said it. OSP is one of those guys, very average. So, I think Rothwell, this is, the, this is the type of opponent he can beat. And you're getting a plus price. I think it's worth the bet. Dear God, I know. Out of OSP's last eight fights, only one of them have gone the distance, man. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, you're going against the grain. You'll talk to me when it, when it's done. He does that shoulder right? choke. So, you know, like yeah. when you get a guy down and you get on top of him and he gets, like, his shoulder against your neck. And so it's not, like, overly, like, he's not a great jujitsu guy or anything. He's just powerful. So he'll get you in that spot. You're not getting Ben Rothwell in that spot, bro. Ben I, Rothwell can barely fit through a door. I, like, I don't. You know, you know what I mean? You're going to get on top of this guy and choke his fat head out? I don't see it happening. <laughs> I agree 100%. He'll push I, you off of him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Another thing is OSP's not even a heavyweight, Cam. I should bring this up. OSP's not a heavyweight. How much like, he, uh, he What's the difference? You know, well, let's see. You know, word was, word was, and I, I want to confirm this, but word was Ben Rothwell had to uh, cut weight to make the 260. Oh, God. I don't like that. That's not cool. 
Big guy's cutting weight. That's bad for business. He walks around at 263. So it's not that bad. Yeah, he had to cut Three pounds is just a day to eat, eat a little lighter. Yeah, so it's not like you had to cut eight eight pounds or anything. Three is manageable. So OSP normally fights at 205, probably walks around at about 220, 225 uh, type of deal. And uh, so OSP adds 35 pounds. Oh, that's great. I, I got, okay, you can look at this two ways. Is it going to help him with more, like more power? The bigger the man, you know, the when you're punching somebody in the face, you have a lot more behind it. Or is it going to make him slower Ugh. with the extra weight? And Ben Rothwell can take Ugh. care of business. It could go either I'm way. I'm getting scared about this fight going the distance, man. Yeah, I would OSP's be. OSP's coming in at 240 and a half pounds. Ooh, Rothwell, he only had to shave three. Give me Big Ben. I don't know, man. We're talking about a former defensive lineman for the Tennessee Volunteers. I think I think OSP had issues cutting weight before, and now he doesn't have to worry about it. Now he's going to feel stronger coming into the fight camp. It, it's draining to cut weight, right? Uh, if this is. is dude, thirty-five freaking pounds, man. Like, dude, coming in at two forty. People thought, yeah, you know, he's going to come in at two twenty-five, two twenty-seven, two twenty. You know what I mean? How much? How much muscle is he really going to put on, dude? Thirty-five pounds. <laughs> I'm telling you, though, Gabe. As a bigger man, like, I, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Competing it's for the lot. first time at that weight, that's he's going to be like, yeah, he's not used to it, you know? Yeah, I compare it to a horse, like, you know what I mean? And sometimes they put on weight. It usually takes a couple trips uh, before you get down to business. You don't want to be overweight, right? Like, you eventually get used to it. But coming right out of the gate like that, I think that's an advantage for Rothwell. We'll see. It could work both ways. I would say with that kind of weight, though, when, if he steps into one, it's going to hurt a lot more with that extra weight. But I don't know. I'm still taking Rothwell. Oh, boy. I wish I was getting more than plus 156 now for yeah. this fight. This fight this fight to go the distance. You know what's funny? This actually reminds me of um, of Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Oh. Uh, she was, it was actually almost the same thing, Cam. Fury came in at like 258 or 260, essentially. He came in like monster. And everybody was like, oh, man, like he's kind of like, it's too big. You know, it's kind of funny. It's like he's massive, but and Wilder came in, you know, in the 240 range, two, you know, 235-ish, etc. And um, you know, don't confirm the exact pounds, but in you know, people and I actually thought Wilder would be the faster guy. And right after the fight, Tyson Fury was on the phone with his father. His father wasn't there, and he said, "Dad, he goes, I was just too big for him." He said, I was yep. too big for him. I was leaning on him, and I could tell he was getting yep. tired when I was leaning on him. And he even said, everybody said I was too big, huh? That I wasn't in shape. I was too big. And he goes, don't worry. Try to beat me type of thing. And that, you know, that's the thing. Tyson Fury uses it to advantage. People Will OSP, though? <laughs> that's another question. No, OSP is not Tyson Fury. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I can't believe, listen, I, I'm an idiot. I said years ago, Tyson Fury sucks. And, you know, here he is right now. Amazing. People talking about Mike Tyson fighting Tyson Fury right now. What are you guys nuts? <laughs> you kill him. <laughs> what are you, are you, are you, are you, is there a line? Can I bet my home on it? People are actually talking about this. Right? Are Tyson you serious? Yeah, yeah. It's like, guys, you gotta, you gotta chill out. Chill Tyson out, Fury would end Tyson. It's set. Like, it wouldn't even be a fight, dude. Tyson's 53 years old. I tell you, Russ Amber, who's a championship trainer, told me Tyson Fury probably beats Tyson in their primes. Game time decisions continues. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. Get on the grid at SportsGrid. You can find me on Twitter at SportsGrid. You can find Cam Stewart at Cam Stewart Live. Robert Murray's going to step up and in. We're going to talk some Major League Baseball a little bit uh, later on. Uh, George Kurtz, Colonel Kurtz in the house. <laughs> Attention, Colonel. Uh, listen, I've seen George's uh, backyard in some of these videos he's been doing under uh, under lockdown. And if the Yankees and the Mets need somewhere to play, I think he's got space in his backyard. And uh, for the record, uh, Kevin and uh, Mr. Walsh say hi, Ken, and say you're welcome anytime in the bunker, uh, uh, Archie Bunker's basement in Queens. I think they live like right next door to Archie Bunker and the Jeffersons. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Same don't street. Yeah, <laughs> you bring up a good point about our boy Kurtz. I like George, and we work together. But man, he makes a. Like, where's the money coming from? He, he must be doing well with his DFS because yeah, his place looks pretty nice. Oh, yeah, he admitted that he lives in the middle of nowhere, though. He did oh, okay. uh, He did, He did. did admit that. Um, all right, so we have the UFC. Uh, Cam's on Ben Rothwell. You know what? I'm going to go with my boy OSP. Uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh, spaghetti We're going to go with OSP. Well, we can't agree on every fight. No, we At least can. we have a guaranteed win uh, winner here. And I'm going with the distance. There's no turning back now, so I'm just praying at OSP. And if, if it doesn't go the distance, OSP's going to win the fight. I think OSP's going to win the fight. I think it's the right favorite. This next fight, you know, this next one really could be fight of the night. And I don't know if we, you know, we're, we're, we're wrapping up hour one right now. We'll continue in, in the next hour. Um, but I'm telling you, man, uh, Hernandez and Drew Dober really is going to be a great fight, uh, Cam. It's going to be a fun one. This is going to be one. These guys are going to be throwing at each other. This, this is going to be the one that these kids can be making the fight of the night bonus. I'll tell you one thing, even the name, Drew Dober, that said, to me, that says killer. Like, if you meet a guy named Drew <laughs> yeah, Dober, yeah. you're like, is this guy, like, the king of the jail cell? Like, he he just sounds tough. Like, that's a great tough guy name, Drew Dober. Yeah, I, well, I stay away from anyone named Dober as well. <laughs> <laughs> anyone with cauliflower ears and anyone named yeah. Drew Dober, exactly. yeah, you just yeah, you stay away from yeah, don't lip off a guy with cauliflower beers, uh, cauliflower ears in a bar. Big mistake. Uh, big, yeah, yeah. Like I've, I've been with people before. I was with some, and the guy melted off in the door, man. I said, dude, look at the guy's ears, bro. Exactly. What are you a moron? Yeah, it's really like, it's like picking like, like if, if someone has ears that look like Dan Henderson's ears, as in they don't have any ears, then you're like, yeah, yeah, this guy. I'm not gonna mess with this guy. That's, that's the, the moral of the story. Don't mess with people with cauliflower ears and don't mess with Hawaiian dudes in Vegas either. That'll end poorly. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 